Welcome to the Jacksonville Bar Association podcast. My name is Craig Shoup. I'm the executive director here at the Jacksonville Bar. Today, we're excited to have Fraz Ahmed join us. Fraz is a trial lawyer and partner at Coker Law. He was admitted to the Florida Bar in 2006 and became board certified in civil trial in 2019. And currently, he is the 2022-2023 president of the Jacksonville Bar Association. Before we get into our discussion with Fraz, I do want to say a special thank you to all of our Jacksonville Bar Association sponsors. Hi, I'm Julie Roundtree from Divorce Coaching Solutions. As a certified divorce coach, I help men and women who are simply overwhelmed by the divorce process and feeling helpless, emotional, and anxious. During our sessions, I provide them with the support they need to create clarity, confidence, and the ability to move forward with grace. If you are a family law practitioner, we also offer coaching packages to your clients where your clients can have easy access to a divorce coach when they're feeling overwhelmed and they can schedule their sessions right on our website. Let your team focus on the legal work and save the emotional part for us. Distinguish your firm by offering divorce coaching and you'll see why we are the missing piece of the divorce puzzle. Divorce Coaching Solutions is reinventing the divorce experience for family law firms and their clients. Please visit our website at mydivorcecoaches.com or call me, Julie Roundtree, at 904-274-6611. We're excited to have all of our partners with us in our many different endeavors here at the Jacksonville Bar Association. Well, Fraz, welcome. We're glad you're with us today. Thank you, Craig. It's great to be here. So tell us a little bit about you. I know you're a, a Western Pennsylvania guy. Tell us what brought you to Jacksonville. So yeah, that's, uh, that's a good question, Craig. It's uh, a lot to talk about there. So I went to undergrad at the University of Pittsburgh, uh, right outside of where I grew up in a small town called Greensburg, Pennsylvania. So uh, I ended up getting accepted to Florida Coastal School of Law, and I kid you not, I literally packed two suitcases uh, of my clothing and whatever I wanted to bring, I uh, ended up meeting my roommate through some portal that Florida Coastal had set up uh, to meet someone new, and we uh, found a place that we were going to live together, and then rented some furniture um, for the first place I was going to the condo that we were going to move into, and I uh, hopped on a plane and came down, went to law school, and then so many years later, here I am. That's an amazing story. So... Being a Western PA guy, I'm sure you're a Steelers fan. Big Steelers fan. My grandfather grew up in Western PA. He yeah. was a Steelers fan. Uh, his favorite quarterback back in the day was Dan Marino. Okay. Um, being a PA guy. Yep. Who do you think is going to win the QB battle in Pittsburgh this year? Oh, so I don't know. So Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett? Um, I've been known to call him Kenny Pickens yeah, a Pickens, time or two. yeah, 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 yeah. And that, by the way, that part has been edited out. I had to correct. Craig off screen, so it is it is Kenny uh, Kenny Pickett. I hope uh, you know they've talked a lot about Pickett's hand size and well, he's going to fumble the ball a lot, but he's done great at the University of Pittsburgh. Obviously, a Heisman Trophy candidate, so I hope he comes through. I hope he gets a starting job. Would you rather have Kenny Pickett or 
um, Trevor Lawrence. Whoa, you're really throwing some heat at me now. <laughs> uh, so I am going to go with, again, you're talking to somebody who went to school at University of Pittsburgh, so I love Kenny Pickett, um, followed him throughout his career. So as much as I'm hoping Trevor Lawrence comes through for the Jags and, and the community, I've got to stick to where I was born and raised and went to undergrad and root for, root for Kenny Pickett. Oh, by the way, they're playing uh, the Jags for a preseason game, so I think we'll be able to see Pickett. I don't know if we'll see Lawrence and Pickett play at the same time. That could be fun. Is that going to be here? Or is that that's here? Yeah, that's here. Oh, that preseason. Preseason, meet, probably Thursday I, night. Yep, so bring your water. It's going to be hot. Yeah. Hopefully, no more rainstorms during the right. preseason. Yep, we got it. Um, so I know talking a little bit about preseason, um, you've got a lot of young lawyers out there, mm -hmm. and we've got a lot of young lawyers here in the Fourth Circuit, and with the um, changes in court and with Zoom and all of this. You've got a lot of lawyers practicing in different parts of the state, and a lot of lawyers coming up here to the fourth. Um, we've had on this podcast many a times people say, practicing here in the fourth is a little bit different than practicing anywhere else in the state. Um, we emphasize our professionalism and our mm -hmm. civility. Mm -hmm. What is something you think these <clears throat> either young lawyers or lawyers new to practicing here in the fourth should know that they probably didn't learn in law school? Yeah, so um, depending on what practice area you're in, so obviously law school is great at teaching you the basics, but it, it, unless you take the practical courses, mock trial, moot court, um, do, uh, uh, what are they called? The, uh, Externship. the externships, the credits, the, outside, the um, external credits. Um, unless you do that, and that's honestly where I gained the most value out of law school was participating in those programs. Um, and seeing the practical side of it, because the law school book side towards contract law, it's great to lay a foundation for, okay, what's precedent, but it has very little resemblance to actually being in a courtroom, being in a hearing, what you need to argue and what you need to do. So uh, for younger attorneys that um, did not get involved in that process of whether it was moot court, mock trial, uh, externships, uh, I would definitely uh, find a mentor. Um, go just go down to the uh, or participate in um, uh, uh, go down to the courthouse, watch some trials. Um, I used to do that when I was younger. Just go watch some seasoned attorneys uh, participate in trials and see how. And guess what? Everybody does things differently, and that's okay. You've got to do it for your own style. Um, so I would encourage younger attorneys to find a mentor. See if you can attend, get, attend some of the hearings, some substantive hearings, because honestly, that is the way you will learn. And unfortunately, it's, there are d d uh, attorneys in different areas of the state that practice differently. Fortunately, in Northeast Florida, um, it, is not, it is not like that. We have a different way we go about, about uh, handling ourselves. So talking about handling ourselves in court, and you've been involved in numerous trials, you know, um, You'll, you've tried a lot of cases over the years. What is a great story or memory from a case or trial you've been Cool. Well, I got to say, so cool story. Okay, so cool story. There are, if you try enough cases, you will have a ton of war stories to tell people. I try not to do that so often, but um, one that, that is actually, that, that's memorable is I tried a case, this was probably six or seven years ago in Gainesville. Turned out to be a great, really great result. Um, and um, 
recently, this was right before COVID, I was back in Gainesville trying another case. And I was, there's, the, there's, Gain, there's the courthouse, there's the Hampton Inn, which is where we always stay, and there's a Starbucks right down the street. So I was walking from Starbucks, uh, I think we were on our lunch break, and I was walking from Starbucks back to the courthouse, and a woman stopped me and she said, hey. And I said, oh, hi, how are you? And she goes, you don't remember me, do you? And I said, no, I'm sorry, I don't. She said, you were the attorney that tried uh, this case down here um, five or six years ago, and it happened to be a juror that sat on, on our panel on that case that we tried years ago, and she said, I just wanted to tell you that was my first time, and it was such an amazing experience, and I, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it, but I really enjoyed it, and you all handled yourselves really well. Um, so I just want to let you know that it was a great experience for us, just as it was, I'm sure, for you. And I said, thank you. That means a lot because we don't get to speak to jurors often after trials. But the important part of the story is that just remember, everything you do in front of somebody that you may not think it has an effect on, it will absolutely have an effect on somebody. So always remember that you are leaving an impression on somebody, and hopefully it's a good impression, um, because people remember that, and if you give them a good experience, for example, that, that encouraged her to participate in the system and want to be involved in the system, our judicial system. So um, just remember that aspect of what we do, that we do have that type of impact, and it's something that she remembered five years later to the point she just stopped me walking down the street to Starbucks. That's a, that's a great story. I know um, being a representative for our legal community as a whole is always important, providing that good light for lawyers that they realize it's not everything they see on television. So we're excited to have you this year as the 2022-2023 president of the Jackson Bar Association. Tell us about your path to becoming president and what, you, what you're looking forward to this year. So the path to becoming president, um, I mean, that started shortly after graduating law school. Um, and I actually ran for the Young Lawyers Division Board of Governors, but I made a mistake because I just happened to think, oh, well, I'll put my name in. I'm going to have a good shot at getting elected. But I didn't. I lost that election, and I lost because I wasn't involved uh, with the JB. I didn't get involved in the committees. I didn't get involved with the YLS. So I remember it like it was yesterday. I went to the annual meeting where the election results were held, and a bunch of our colleagues, including Michelle uh, Bedoya Barnett, Mike Orr, uh, uh, Judge Katie Deering, Elizabeth Howard, came up to me and said, hey, we would love for you to get, we're sorry you didn't get elected, we'd love for you to get more involved. How about doing chairing the noon in June or quick co-chairing it um, with another one of your colleagues? And that's how I uh, got involved in the, the following year, I ran again, got elected uh, with that support, and just because, because I participated in the process, got involved with, with the events. Um, so then I transitioned from the, YL, from the Young Lawyer section through the Jacksonville Bar Association Board of Governors. So what are something you're, some things you're looking forward to this year as president of the Jacksonville Bar? Yeah, so one thing we really need to do, so the past two years, obviously, you know, we all talk about it, have been tough. Um, and it's affected membership. It has, and um, I'm sure there are people out there that are saying, well, why do I need this membership? They're, everything's by Zoom. You know, it's, we've lost some type of uh, connection. We don't have, the benefits just aren't there, and that's, we're cha and that's changed, and we're going to continue to change that. We're trying to do more in person, although even the benefits by Zoom, such as the CLEs, we're, we're going to enhance those. 
Um, so we've got a lot that we're talking, that we're planning on doing. Um, our board of governors, they have worked hard. They continue to come up with different ideas. Um, we need, so one of the goals is to definitely push membership, increase membership. Um, and the way to do that, I want to, to have more social interaction. And that's, again, one of the things that COVID has done is, and it's just not, just not in the practice of law, but collegiality, I, I strongly believe, is fostered by in-person communication, in-person contact, whether it's a hearing, whether it's a deposition, whether it's a mediation, or whether it's social. You can't replace in-person communication and that interpersonal connection that you develop with people. So hopefully, uh, you know, I want to focus on a little bit strong, uh, more of a social um, uh, year, have some more uh, functions with the bench and the bar, um, and even smaller engagements for outside of the downtown area for folks that may live out at the beach or south side, and it's a pain to go through traffic to come downtown. Um, and then CLEs, um, obviously uh, get some great speakers for the CLEs and put some more emphasis on that as well. That's great. So I'll tell you, one of my favorite questions in this whole series um, is about food. I'm, I've never yeah. sent people to bad restaurants. I enjoy a good meal. Um, people tell me that regularly. Um, what are some favorite places you and your family like to go to dinner? Oh, that's a great question. So, so I'm a big foodie. I'm actually trying to lose some weight right now. I'm on this diet. So I may not see them like I'm all there right now because this diet has, I just started it yesterday and it's already, it's, it's taking a toll on me. Um, but hopefully I come through the other end next week. I hear just get past the first few days and maintain. But as far as food, um, so Lindsay and I, uh, uh, my wife, Lindsay Tiger, uh, we love going to Ruth's Chris. That's one of our staples. It's one of our favorites. And we've tried steakhouses all over the country, whether it's New York City or anywhere else. And for some reason, I, well, not for some reason, it's probably that 10 pounds of butter on the steak, <laughs> that, which now I'm on the diet for. Um, so I've suffered for, through that, and now I'm on this diet. But um, outside of that, we love, taking, we love doing low-key fun stuff with our kids, taking them out. Some, um, they love that right now they're into this Mexican kick. They love... Uh, La Napolera, they love Tijuana Flats. Uh, Burrito Gallery used to be high on the list, but that's lower on the list um, now. So uh, those kind of those kind of places. Orsay's up there as well. Sorry, we just uh, had dinner uh, with a few friends at Orsay, and that's I'd say those are the top two that Lindsay and I love going to. What's your uh, favorite thing on the menu at La Napolera? So I always get oh, what's the name of it? I just got it the other. I got it Sunday night. It was my last meal, as Lindsay called it. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's called the uh, Pollo, oh no, that's something, thinking it's something completely different. I can't, I can't believe I can't remember the name of it. How about describe it? So, <laughs> so it's two chicken breasts that are thin, that are thin, uh -huh. they pound them thin. Um, it's covered in queso, mushrooms, onions, other peppers, side of rice, side of beans that's also covered with cheese, and then I put some hot sauce on top. I've so good. Never seen that, so but that good. sounds amazing. It's amazing. Now, I hear, though, when you talk about chicken, you are a chicken wing connoisseur. Yes. And I love that, chicken wings. That the, <laughs> what may be one of the more underrated chicken wings is Crystal. <laughs> so you got this, some inside information, I see. So, yes. 
All right, I can't believe we're going there. So I do love chicken wings. It's one of my favorite foods outside of steak. Um, so there have been occasion where uh, John Whedon and I have, along with Adam Edgecombe, have visited Crystal Wings at a certain hour of night. And the next day you can't get out of bed. So I caution you on eating those chicken wings, or actually you will get out of bed to go to one <laughs> particular room. Um, <laughs> And that's pretty much it. They take a toll on you. They're so good at the moment. They're crispy. They've got the right amount of heat, but you just don't understand or appreciate what the repercussions will be. Or you do, in our case, and you're willing to take that risk. Uh, John has had me uh, try one before. I was, I was very surprised at how good it really was. Yeah, they're good. They're good. But you can, I, I caution you on having more than six. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite place for chicken wings? So, uh, I'm trying to think. You know, I haven't found that one that's, like, hit the perfect spot. We go, we, um, obviously, Hurricanes, there's the new place that does baked wings off of Southside Boulevard in Tinseltown. That's really good. Um, I like, honestly, I like air frying them myself at home. I make my own hot sauce with some red hot, some butter, some red pepper flakes, um, and then I do a salt and vinegar sauce as well. So, Praz, if somebody wants to reach out to you about maybe where the best chicken wing place that, you, that they can get a referral for or maybe referring you a uh, case yep. or how to be more involved in the Jacksonville Bar, what's the best way to reach out to you? Well, first of all, when we just went off there, uh, Tony, you had mentioned, I, don't want, I want people to know the best chicken wing place. So what was it? Perfect well, Rack. Perfect yeah. Rack in Murray Hill. That's the next one I'm going to try. Um, but if you need to reach me, uh, call me, 904 Three five six six zero seven one, or email me fa at cokerlaw.com. Uh, well, thank you, Frost, for joining us. We're excited uh, for this year yeah, with the Jackson Bar. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode. <laughs>